On today's show, we have part three of our free agency special. We'll be breaking down the best options at small forward for the Philadelphia 76ers in free agency. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. Like always, if you do enjoy this video, leave a like at the end. Be sure to subscribe if you're new and ring that bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content, videos, live streams. We'll be covering free agency uh, parts three to five of our series here this week, and then also getting into the draft coverage as we lead you up to June 23rd, the NBA draft, which we'll be live for as well. So we have a ton of content coming. If you have not yet, be sure to check out parts one and two of this free agency series and we'll keep going along here today you don't want to miss it and speaking of which we're back with probably one of the most important that you don't want to miss today that is the small forward position we'll be breaking down our top realistic targets for the Sixers based on what we have right now and what we expect to happen right um honestly as I'm going through this and looking at these free agents small forward seems to be one of the more dense positions on the free agent market we know the Sixers actually have one of the biggest needs for a small forward, a wing type of player. Now, I do expect this to also be addressed maybe in the draft, maybe via trade. I would expect us to maybe make a trade or two, which we've been talking about. Um, so there are a lot of options. It doesn't just have to come from free agents, but we will throw out some interesting targets here today. And speaking of which, we will get into it with our number one target. And who is it? It is TJ Warren. Now, I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, wow, like, this is crazy. You know, it, he's on the top of your, your list for wings. Well, let's go back for a second uh, to, you know, what the Sixers need. We need athleticism. We need guys who can shoot, but also can put it on the floor and create off the dribble, right? Each one of these, you know, uh, videos we've been talking about, like, what is the need, right? We need to address need for once. Um, and, you know, really, when you think back, over the last couple you know, years and really the last several players we've had at that position, whether it's the Danny Greens playing out of position or the Robert Covingtons, we have not had a, a multi-dimensional forward, right? We need wings, guys that can get rebounds, that can put it on the floor, defend, really do a lot of everything. Um, but really, when you look at Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid, on this team, they can't really be a primary option, right? They just need to do a little bit of everything and fit in um, and just make us a, a quicker team and just make us more dimensional on offense. Um, and we've been lacking that for a while. So going to TJ Warren, I know it's thinking outside the box. Well, guess what? That's kind of what we need to do uh, here this offseason. And TJ Warren, if you're not aware, is coming off a year where he did not play at all. I believe he had plantar fasciitis uh, in his foot and he had surgery and he just, you know, never came back. And really, if you think back before that injury, the Pacers were actually on an incline. DJ Warren was coming into his own. I mean, this guy was looking like he was maybe about to be a star, right? And he's 29 years old. I get it. There's a huge risk. Will he be able to come back? Will he be able to play? Sure, that's a big risk. But when you look at the numbers leading up to that injury, right? I mean, he was averaging, what, 15, 20 points a game. I'll never forget the infamous bubble game where he goes for 53 against the Sixers. This guy can beat you around the screen. He can put it on the floor. He's great on both sides. Really, he's a two-way wing uh, and a guy I think, if he comes back healthy, could be really effective. And here's the best part about it for the Sixers. We know we're you know limited right now, not a lot of flexibility. We'll see what happens. But TJ Warren, given the fact he's coming off that year where he didn't play and he's an unrestricted free agent, he's probably going to come at a discount. 
And, you know, you're speaking the language now, the Sixers, man. Um, really just the guy, you know, he was uh, shooting, what, 40% from three, even greater than that. I think it was like 42% at one point. Um, and, yeah, really just a guy that can do a little bit of everything and doesn't have to be a main focal point, uh, especially as he, you know, continues to rehab that injury. And we know the Pacers are going in a completely different direction. There's no way he re-signs there. Uh, definitely a guy I expect to be coveted, and I think the Sixers need to be all in on it. Got to think outside the box a little bit. Hit me TJ Warren. I think he would be great on this team. Now, the next guy we will take a look at, number two on my list. A little bit of a different philosophy here. That is Nicholas Batum. 33-year-old Batum played for the Clippers last year. Now, it is important to note he does have a player option, but that is for about 3.5 mil. I would expect him to decline. Look at where the Clippers are at. They just made that trade for Norman Powell, Rob Covington. It doesn't seem like they're going to bring him back. And I know I just talked about us getting more, you know, agile and stuff. Uh, Nick Batum, you know, he's not going to be able to move his feet too fast. He's not that type of player. But what he is, is a guy who has been around. He's a journeyman, right? Nicholas Batum, guy we know can knock down shots for his career. 36% shooter from three. But over the last couple seasons, 40% plus and give you 10 a game. Um, you know, doesn't have to play an excess of minutes. but he just knows how to play, right? He can fit in this offense. And I just talked about uh, needing a forward that may not have to be, you know, the top option, right? And that's certainly not Nick Batum. Just a guy who could fit in, brings that experience, brings a little bit of wisdom to the locker room, uh, can knock down shots, can take it off the dribble if you need to. Not really the best defender. I know he's getting up there in age, like I said. And it wouldn't be a long deal for a Nicholas Batum. And I don't think it would cost you too much. Uh, definitely in terms of where the Sixers are at right now, a guy I would think about. Uh, on a discount deal or a limited deal. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think I think Batum would be great for this team. Um, you know, maybe even uh, end up bringing him off the bench, right? A guy could give you 8 to 10 off the bench uh, as he gets older and, and can't play as much. I think he would be great, though. And, uh, you know, especially if Danny Green leaves, we need some of that wisdom on this team. And I think Batum kind of fits that mold in my eyes. And number three on the list, Getting back to what I said about the athleticism, um, maybe another guy you might not expect, but this is Caleb Martin. I know there's a couple other guys, and similar to the other videos, we'll have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, but Caleb Martin, let me tell you something. Uh, it is important to note, once again, how he is on restricted free agency as a qualifying offer from the Miami Heat um, You know, for, what, $2 million or whatever. So someone else will have to match that, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, but Caleb Martin, okay, this kid has taken a huge leap up for the Miami Heat. It would be hard to get him, but if there is a way the Sixers could end up uh, landing this guy, um, you know, if Miami doesn't match, I mean, this would be a huge steal for the Sixers. He's 26 years old, brother of Cody Martin. They actually both played on the Hornets for a couple years together. They were okay. They were decent, but once Caleb Martin this past year leaped to Miami, he made a huge jump. He talked recently about wanting to stay in Miami, but he said he's going to be open-minded. And this kid is exactly what the Sixers need in terms of athleticism. Is he a polished product? No, but he's athletic. He can get boards. He can put it on the floor. He's very agile. He's athletic. Um, and he's, he's knocking down his shots. This past year, shooting 41.3% uh, from deep, averaging nine off the bench a game for Miami. Um, and really, the sky's the limit for this kid. I think he's only going to keep getting better. I don't think he's going to cost you too much. And I think the Sixers, um, you know, need a guy like that. And, you know, he could mold himself even more, right? He could develop more. Um, and he can certainly be like a tertiary ball handler or just a backseat option, right? 
Maybe he doesn't even start for us. Maybe he comes in off the bench. That's probably more likely and just brings that spark, you know, brings a little bit of, uh, you know, pushing us down the floor in transition. Our second unit was probably one of the slowest things I've ever seen. Um, and we've known this for years, right? We've been saying we need to get quicker. We need to get faster. We need guys who can crash. And hey, Caleb Martin can actually throw down a little bit too. He's he's a really acrobatic player. Um, and if, you know, if the Heat are stupid, uh, they would let this guy go. I mean, they should do everything they can to retain him. And I believe they will. Uh, but if there's a way the Sixers can get uh, Caleb Martin to Philadelphia, I think this guy would be huge. I think the crowd would feed off his energy. Um, and he's exactly, you know, the type of mold of wing that we need. A guy who can really just, you know, push the tempo a little bit and uh, and get everybody involved. He'll crash the glass. I think this kid has a bright future. So that's number three on my list. But again, it'll be a little bit difficult to pull off. Now, a couple honorable mentions today. We had two for the shooting guard position. Here's my first honorable mention. You could really throw him in at number three if you want. It's Otto Porter, guy who I actually wanted last year. A lot of people said no. Uh, former number three overall pick, Otto Porter, in his age 29 season, I believe, 28-29, um, and now he's in the NBA Finals. It seems like everybody that goes to that culture of Golden State ends up finding something within their game, even if they never really panned out to be what they wanted to be. He averaged eight points a game off the bench this year started shooting close to 40% from deep, found his shot, really just found his role. He's a streaky player. He'll show some cold spurts, but as a bench piece for the Sixers, another guy uh, at forward that could come in here, grab some boards, right? Averages almost six a game, knock down shots, can play some defense. Um, and it seems like he's kind of found a new life here in the second half of his career. Stayed, you know, in the league, went to a good program. Uh, I know he's not really playing too well in the NBA Finals. He's been, you know, torched a little bit on defense in these games. Um, but he's not here to be a star, right? He would be here to be a bench spark um, and hopefully a guy who could uh, who could get going. And, and I believe that he needs kind of like a good point guard as well uh, to get him going and get him some of those open looks. But I really like how Otto Porter has transitioned his game. Um, I think he's got a little toughness to him, and I would love him off the bench. He's going to hit free agency. He might get a bag. Who knows? Now that he's in the NBA Finals, putting on somewhat of a display. But, uh, you know, we'll see what he's able uh, to attract. And I think the Sixers should definitely be making a call, seeing what his value is, uh, you know, this upcoming offseason at the forward position. And the last guy for today, our second honorable mention, maybe a long shot. It's Rodney Hood, a guy who you've probably forgot about was even in the league. You know, hasn't really played much the last couple of years, had an Achilles surgery. but He's bounced around when he could play, and, and hopefully he would have some kind of life left. You know, I'd, I'd say this guy would probably get signed for a minimum deal, give him a camp invite, see what he can do. Not really like a top target on my list, but definitely a guy I wanted to throw in there, has some veteran experience, has been to some championships. Uh, a guy I would consider at least trying to bring in and see what he still has left in the tank. If it's nothing, you dispose of him. It is what it is. Uh, but Ronnie Hood could ball, you know, a few years back, and uh, I would like to see the Sixers you know, maybe give him a, a little call uh, and see what he's up to. But other than that, those are my options at small forward. Let me know if I missed anyone down below who you think is worthy of it. Give me your thoughts on these guys. This is a very crucial offseason, very crucial position for the Sixers to attack. It'll be interesting to see if we can land any of these guys. Give me all your thoughts down below. We'll continue the series. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.